What's up, y'all? Okay, got a little bit of a trail, trigger warning. Because this episode, we're just going to get right into it. So, trigger warning on um, abuse, alcohol use, drugs, rape, stuff like that. <clears throat> so, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, This week been particularly difficult for me, especially in my relationship, I'm pretty sure that he is sick of me I'm pretty sure he does not even like me anymore and I don't think he understands um that I'm going through something right now uh to be very transparent I take an antidepressant um this person I've been alluding to in the last couple episodes um passed away this year and even though it should not have affected me and made me sad it did it um not something that I really want to talk about because you know I don't want it to come across like that's an important thing to me but it did hurt me but the reason that I'm so elusive about it is because I should not have felt how I feel I feel like this, and I'm pretty sure my significant other feels like I shouldn't have either. But I couldn't control how I felt in that time. Someone died that I was supposed to do that. It was also very horrible to me. I'm going to give you an example, and then I'm going to show you how that plays a role into my current mental situation as of today. So what happened is, this particular time during a, a period when I was engaged to this person, he would always want to go to hotels and stuff. Like, at first I thought it was cool. For, for me, it was a little bit of a getaway, you know, just to go have some us time, whatever, whatever. And um, this one particular time we went to a hotel and things were okay. Things There was no indication that what was about to happen was about to happen so we got normal thing like order um, chinese food and like smoke a blunt or so and um i remember getting up out the bed and going to the dresser i think it was a bottle of water on the dresser or something like that and i'm looking on the dresser all the stuff that he had in his pockets he emptied out onto it and i saw what he would do because he got access to like pain pills and stuff he would sell his pain pills on the street like you know perks and shit like that oxy and he would buy other shit and try to sell it whatever he had zans he had all shit right and he would get other drugs but i thought he was getting them to you know sell so there's one particular thing i saw i didn't recognize and it was in a um it was in a plastic, like a clear plastic little baggie. And I'm looking, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, it looks like it was kind of a tannish, brown, kind of porous. So, 
I don't know. I mean, it looked like drugs, but I didn't know what drug. I don't do drugs. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not familiar with all that shit. And um. Whew, uh. I think he said something like, "That's Molly or whatever." And I was like, "What the fuck do you have that for? Like, why do you have this? Do you do like do you do drugs? You know what I'm saying? Are you finna sell this to somebody?" And he was like, "No, nah, I'm just." Something stupid, like I'm holding on to it for somebody. Something stupid like that. Because after this point in that day, I don't remember anything. And I put it back down on the dresser. You know what I'm saying? And I don't remember anything except waking up the next morning. That felt really great. I felt like, you know, I don't know. Like I just went on vacation and came back totally refreshed. And so as it was told to me that this is a complete admission from the person, had he not told me, I would have never knew. He kicked it to me like, oh, I asked about that and I voluntarily took it. How did I take it? What did I do with it? I chew it up? Did I, you know what I'm saying? Was it, how, do you, how do you take it? Do you smoke it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean I voluntarily took it? And he never really specified how I ingested this drug, Molly, right? So I don't know. But he proceeded to tell me everything he did to me. He literally sodomized me in every way possible. And the detail in which he told me what happened, I knew he wasn't lying. And it was vile and disgusting because it was things that he knew I didn't want to do. You know, and I just, I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, he raped you. Is it rape because I don't remember or is it rape because I didn't consent to it? You know, I was there. I was with him. We're in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sitting here trying to rationalize. Like, did this really this really happen? Like, why would my significant other do that to me? First of all, why did you even have this? Why did you even have it? I don't know what it is. I know I didn't go and say, oh, let me go try this. I'm drugs. That's right up my alley. Like, the fuck? I never, I hardly can smoke a whole blunt. I hardly can smoke a whole blunt of CBD. That ain't even got no THC in it. So come on, man. I'm a lightweight. I'll smoke. I will. But I'm not a, I'm not a druggie. I'm, yeah, I'm just not a, I'm not a druggie. I'm not a crackhead. So <laughs> it really broke something in me knowing that he did this to me and was so narcissistic that he literally told me every detail because he knew I wouldn't remember you did this intentionally and then I spoke to one of his friends later and found out he had done this same type of thing to the mother of his children and so um I said that to say that you know uh I have, I don't want to say flashbacks, I have these moments and these feelings arise in me that um, 
are reminiscent of those feelings that I felt during that time period because shortly after that I went through a whole range of things with that person and it led me to a very very real very very real um suicide ideation at the time and um I had been through a lot with my family behind the situation and they were looking at me like this bad person this bad guy I had done all these wrong things and for and he would spike my stuff with Xanax he'll put it in my drinks he'll put it you know Xanax has a, de- a, a terrible taste but he would put it in my shit after I've already taken one for a headache or whatever because I didn't have access to um the correct medicines to 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 manage the migraines that I have chronic migraines like you wouldn't believe so he took advantage of that and he would give me Xanax and put Xanax and all type of my shit I was heavily drugged during this time frame I was I was heavily drugged and so I didn't remember a lot of things Xanax fuck with your memory real bad um and then I ended up getting on put on an antidepressant then too for my own personal issues and it caused me to like stutter and it was it was called amitriptyline and it has a pattern where it can over time cause dementia Uh, so that it was also fucking with my memory as well so a lot of things were really going on at the time that I had no control over and I had no way to set boundaries I couldn't remember a lot of stuff and then a lot of things he was telling me I had to just try to piece together with my own little bit of things that I remembered and try to make sense of it and then he was going back and telling other people other things and so everything was crashing down because it was all lies it was all just a a bunch of chaos it was a it was one of the worst times of my life ever 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 besides last year that's another story so I said all that to say that same um you know chaos internal turmoil that I was feeling then I've I've been feeling this week and it's been a hell of a strain I know on my significant other but I don't think he understands where all of this is coming from I think he feels like I'm just purposely asking these questions to him or I'm purposely saying like you know well why why you can't talk to me you know why I can't talk to you why why this why that you know do you still do you love me do you still love me do you you know why you don't want to talk to me and it's just like the more I'm pushing for this reassurance and more I'm pushing for just just entertain me just hear me just listen to me it's like getting on his nerves and I can understand I do I get it but I I need I need help I I'm I'm hurting right now and I don't know how else to explain that I don't you know it's an emotional um it's an emotional need I am I am uh, I don't even know how to explain what I feel. You know, it's just a, it's a myriad of emotions. It's a, 
it's it's a lot it's a lot so uh i drink right now i'm drinking um bacardi go um and cream soda to calm me down to help uh divert my thoughts and help me not to be so pressed upon the dynamics of this relationship and to try to give this man some space even though we're a thousand miles apart you know i just wish he would understand that i'm not trying to be like this i'm not trying to always seek validation but i have to in order for me to have a sense of calm a sense of okay everything's all right um i i can't call anyone else and ask them for their validation or reassurance because nobody (laughs) i don't talk to someone on a regular basis i don't talk to yes hello Sorry. Yes, Papa. But, um, yeah, there's no one else that I can really get this reassurance from because I don't really talk to nobody else. Um, you know, my life right now is extremely lonely. Uh, I do text my best friend pretty much daily. I do, um, have people that I can communicate with, but... I don't, I don't have, I don't have, I'm lonely, y'all, just period, point blank. So I do rely a lot on the communication with my significant other, but I don't think he want to talk to me no more. So I'm at a... I'm at a very difficult place. I haven't been... I take medicine. I take trazodone. It's supposed to help me sleep. And I recently got put on Paxil. Um, because, as I mentioned earlier, when this person passed away, it sent me. And then I had a life event in my body. And uh, that was traumatizing for me. <clears throat> And so I, I went into a depression. Then I had uh, my biological father had a heart attack, and I had to run down to Atlanta for that. And so it's just very, it's been very stressful in the midst of all the COVID nineteen stuff, you know, and and me battling an autoimmune disease. Like my own body, it has turned against me, and then I feel like everybody else has too. So it's a lot going on. I'm not just saying all these things and trying to become or come across uh, irrational or like I'm attention seeking. Isn't seeking? I'm not. I'm not. I'm really 
I'm really struggling um, mentally and emotionally. You know, it's really hard. Um, trying to come to a sense of peace within myself and my mind and calm my thoughts. It's very difficult to do that. Um, I I quit my government job. Um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of self-sabotaging. I quit my government job. I attempted to quit my own my own business. I don't know how I'm going to quit my business. Um, I'm trying to withdraw from my master's program. Trying to drop out of school. I'm really just trying to disconnect from everything and just go into a shell and and be away from everybody so that I won't be a problem, so I won't be bothering nobody. You know, it's it's so hard to get out of these thoughts. And I stopped taking the Paxil like three weeks ago because I couldn't feel anything. Yeah, I'm not in my feelings no more because I don't have any. And that's the downside of antidepressants. And that goes for like being able to cry when you should. Like if something sad happens or if, um, you know, you actually hurt yourself. And then it physically, like my libido, that's, it's, it was dead. It's dead as a doorknob. Tell him I said give it to you. Um, and that doesn't help you in a relationship at all. So <clears throat> I stopped taking it. And I know that's a lot of the reason why I'm here in this moment right now. I am, I am pretty sure that is what's going on. That all of this antsiness and fear and needing to be told that I'm cared about, needing to talk a little bit more frequently is in the absence of my medication. You know, um, the trazodone really only helps try to go to sleep and even then I have to take two and then I still don't stay asleep the whole night you know what I'm saying it's like it only it's it's not strong enough to handle all of the problems that I deal with apparently only the Paxil is um but I don't know. Should I, if I start back taking it, I'm pretty sure I'll be back to normal and people will like me. But if I don't, then I start to feel the things that I feel a lot more deeply than I, than the next person. Like I always say, you know, um, I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm not trying to be a headache. But this episode will be a little bit longer than the previous ones. There's a lot to unpack. And so, yes, I did deal with a person that admitted to me what they had done to me, knowing that a very similar thing happened to me in college. Molly was not involved, but alcohol was. And 
I don't really like to talk about that, but that's just it. It did happen, and um, even back into childhood, you know, things happened to me and stuff. So I have a lifetime worth of trauma from childhood um, that I have to carry with me every day. I just it plays a role into my personality and it plays a role into how I feel people view me and what I need from other people yes I like to talk to people a lot and it don't even have to always be about me or whatever I just like to have conversation I want to be engaged it helps me to stay away from those intrusive thoughts that I may have, the things that cause me to think negative things and think poorly about myself, extremely insecure, um, you know, and I try to back off and I try to be chill, I try, what could I do? I try to keep things to myself and I and for the most part I have but I feel like if I don't talk now I'm gonna die and I never want to feel like that again but the, when I felt like that in real time I literally called the little hotline number they give you. Them motherfuckers was not helpful at all. What they really did was tell you, like, okay, do you know how you're going to, like, have you really sat down and thought about how you're going to complete it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? So, like, do you have a gun? Do you have a knife? No, bitch, I just told you I just want to die. <laughs> I ain't really saying planned it out, mapped it out, you know. Are you trying to see how serious to take me? Because it's a window right here. And, and on impulse, I could fall out this motherfucker. If you really want to put, you want to take it there. I'm trying to call you to talk to you to tell me not to do the shit. Not to ask me how I'm going to do it. But you're giving me ideas. Oh, okay, well, shit. Maybe I could take a bunch of pills and jump out the window. That way, when I fall, I won't feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really not helping me, ma'am. She was like, well, call back when you feel like you're going to do it or some shit like that. I was so, I was even more hurt that the bitch didn't take me serious. <laughs> I want to die, bitch. What you mean call you back? <laughs> Hold up. I thought you were to tell me not to. You know, it was like, well, do you need a mobile unit? A mobile unit for what? Y'all finna come pick me up and take me to Suicide Land? What are you talking about? Bitch, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not here to have an intellectual conversation. Like, this is not an interview. Bitch, I'm talking to you because I don't want to kill myself. And I want you to tell me not to kill myself. But what you're doing is trying to figure out if I know what I want to do, how I want to go out. I ain't got that far, bitch. When I get there, I guess we both gonna find out. The fuck? I wasn't helpful at all. So, 
you know, I hung up and I just laid on the floor. So here comes my significant other because he's been my friend for a long time and I had got back in contact with him um, at the end of this relationship because um, I was at my mother's house and I, this relationship had ended. It was it was a wrap, but he wouldn't leave her house. He wouldn't leave. He was squatting, basically, to be a complete jackhole to everybody in the family until he had to leave by ambulance, which he called for himself or some shit or whatever. But in that time period where I was not in control of my emotions and I really did want to die... I talked to was now my significant other and that I don't know if you want to call it trauma bonding or whatever the fuck you want to call it when he responded he was there for me I knew that moment not just because of how we felt about each other when we were in each other's lives as teenagers and stuff like that but in that moment him being there for me that was it for me that was my moment. That was my ride or die. That was my, I never leaving this person, you know. And um, so that's why I really fight so hard to keep and maintain this relationship. I mean, yes, because he was there for me, but because I genuinely love and am in love with this person. And I think he's a wonderful person. He's a terrible temper, but I truly, truly, madly deeply love this man and would give my everything I would give anything for him and have and I've done everything in my power that I can to support him to be supportive of him to help him to grow and learn and be and that's all I've ever wanted I, I, uh, with him. I think he's special and I think he's great. I do. I, I wish he knew how much his whole existence and my life meant to me. Um, you know, I haven't been perfect to him. He definitely ain't been perfect to me. But despite all of that, I would never let this person go unless I just really had to you know what I mean unless you know there was like a real sick for real reason and for now I just feel like I'm being pushed away because of my condition I don't think he understands what I go through mentally and that I'm not trying to impress upon him my problems I just need that same support he's always giving me and I just be feeling like he don't want to give it to me sometimes. Maybe I am too much. Maybe I'm taxing. Maybe it's too much to ask. I don't know. I don't feel like it's too much to ask to talk to somebody. I don't know. But this is somebody that I would give anything. I would give literally anything for this man. And I think he knows that. And I think that's a bad thing that he knows that you know so that's what it is you know during that time and this was 2017 2018 it's just been rough it's 
been rough. It's 2020 now. You know, so I really... I feel like I'm losing my, my friend. He was my best friend, but... I feel like a, the bond is breaking because of me. And I don't know what to do. I honestly don't know what to do. What do I do? You know? I just hold all of my thoughts inside and just let them collect over time and then explode like other people do. I don't want to do that. I also don't want to lose my relationship because of my anxiety. I really don't. I really don't. I don't know what to do. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Because I don't know what to think and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to change. Even if I start back taking the medicine, it's going to make me into what I feel like is a zombie. You know, it'll stop because I know that I'm in depression right now because I could watch anything and it'll make me cry or... You know, like, a few minutes ago, my son, just my baby son, he came in here. He usually just come in here to ask me for a snack or some shit like you heard earlier. But he came in here, and he was just like, um, can I just have a hug and a kiss? And that means so much coming from him because he's not like this. He was never the affectionate kid. He didn't want hugs and kisses and stuff. And, and despite that, I would hug him rock him and stuff you know and so even even when he 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 just wasn't affectionate it wasn't like he hated it or anything and so now it's coming back to me from him and it's so amazing and it's so beautiful and I love it and you know it's it shocks me every time he does that he's like can I just want a hug and a kiss and it's it shocks me every time because he ain't never been like that before Maybe he just knows that I need it. Maybe he just knows. And I thank God for him. For all of my children, really. But it's like, he know, like, in those moments, when he come and he do that, he must, like, he must just know, like, mommy just need a hug. And I'm so thankful, because I do. I do need a hug. I do. You know, my thoughts take over my daily decisions the other day I just sat in my car because I was going to take my car to the mechanic and I couldn't because I was blocked in because of my neighbor and I have so much anxiety dealing with her I didn't want to fight and argue so I just sat and waited I really literally staked, sat in a stakeout to wait till she left so that I could leave and by the time she left the mechanic was gone waited too long instead of just asking her to move her car I just didn't want them problems because I don't want to snap and kill someone so I try to just keep my distance I don't be trying to argue and fight and fuss 
because I don't want to kill nobody. I don't want to say mean things to people. I've been there. I've been that bitch. I will steal either. I will murder you with my words. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. When people try to cuss me out and call me out my name and say shit like that to me or whatever, I just, I let them have it to an extent. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I have punked out in a lot of ways. But it's to protect myself because I know once I go there, it's no coming back. Once it, once once the beast is out, bitch, it's over. I'm going to jail. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that way no more. I don't want to be like that. So... I want people to walk away from this particular interaction knowing that anxiety and depression can go hand in hand, and for me, they do. I struggled this week um, very heavily with it. I struggled very heavily this week. And I've been up here by myself dealing with all my trauma and healing and all this other stuff. And I mean, I feel good. Like, I'm releasing a lot of things. I'm not really saying the details about a lot of stuff because I don't I don't want to be judged. I would be, I would be embarrassed by some of the other things that have happened. And I would be embarrassed to share that. I'm already nervous about what I've already said, but... You know, I hate saying that about that person in their death because they can't speak for themselves. But this came from him that those this is what he said to me, you know, and he was very by the way, he was diagnosed with dual personality disorder. He had his own mental health issues. He was addicted to his pain medicine, he had to go to rehab. He was making lean out of Xanax and Skittles and Sprite and shit like that. Okay, so he had a drug problem that I had to discover later. But he was on drugs. And he was trying to make me dependent upon him and um, financially and emotionally with, with the drugs. And I didn't know I was being sucked into that because, I, like I said, I did with chronic pain and migraines and stuff like that so he had all he had access to all of the things that i needed in a time where i couldn't afford to to get it okay i could i I didn't have access to those same things and so he recognized that need and took complete advantage of that and and used it to manipulate me in a lot a lot a lot of ways a lot a lot of ways from my credit to um, where I would the decisions I would make for my career to where we was going to live to using the drugs you know drinking lean with him and I'm just like I can't do this this is not this makes me sick you know it, it was just a lot it was a lot but if I don't deal with those same feelings because I'm, I'm feeling that same level of anxiety and depression again I don't want to slip back into a world 
that he created. I don't want to go back into that. I don't want to be that person no more. I'm trying to stay positive and I'm trying to get people to understand that I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm not trying to be this person that's getting on everybody's nerves. I'm just going through a thing right now.